At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Oh, people at home! What's up with that? podcast my name is pc tony i am your commissioner and the commissioner of the united states of damn damn dare americas and i am joined as always by the man the myth the legend the other half of the world's greatest tag team never it's him it is him it doth be dpp happy but not happy to be home my friend <laughs> you keep that bad attitude to yourself young man we got company today oh and what a great guest he is back, I believe, for the second time, maybe the third, but at least multiple times now. Yeah. Uh, and he's never got the uh, a podcast with the original OG DPP here. DP was out on assignment, I think, when Rob was here last time. But it is none other than Rob Bonnet, Rob the Genius Podcast, Mindless Wrestling Podcast, and the man with the golden shovel. Don't get on his bad side. Rob, hi. How you doing? Hey, man. Good to be back. Hey, it's great to have you back, man. Looking good, feeling good. Friday before SmackDown, we're getting yes, things sir. rolling here. Oh, Dan, do you want to vent a little bit? Tell everybody why you're why you're uh, ornery. Why? Why? I'll tell you why. I was down in uh, beautiful Fort Worth, Texas, uh, for a couple days there this week, and enjoying some decent weather and sunny weather. And then last night, well, actually last morning trying to get home at like 10 o'clock a.m., turned into 12.30 a.m., turned into 1.30, 2.30, 3.30, 4.30, all the way to 8.30 a.m. p.m. I had to sit at the airport for eight goddamn hours trying to beat a snowstorm home while a thunderstorm was happening in Dallas trying to get out. And nice. did not make it. Did not make it. Um, it was one of the most interesting landings I've had, too, on a plane, which was not fun. I'm sure you would enjoy that, PC Tunny. Uh, Back here? Yeah, because, uh, you know, they were preparing for the descent. Oh, with the snow. And it was nothing but, like, foggy, cloudy. You couldn't see a damn thing out the window. And all of a sudden, ground. 
that was it. You were there. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, we got to be coming down soon. I'm like, I know we're descending. We got to be hitting the ground sooner or later. All of a sudden, boom, we were down. And so we took you, a good bump so on the ground because he came down fast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it was, was like, say, uh, I never oh, saw man, the ground been... until we were touched down. It was nuts. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're safe. That sucks. <laughs> I wasn't planning on getting back on a plane anytime soon. Anyway. Rob, I am deathly afraid of flying. I mean, not deathly because I will fly if I have. I mean, I have. But uh, I, I, I only fly to Vegas. I've been to Cabo once. But I hate flying. I just, I can't. I... Dan's flown with me. I'm a fucking wreck, and I am, ne- <laughs> and I've never, and I'm never like a wreck at any time in my entire life, except when I'm in a fucking plane. I'm not a fan of it. Um, if 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 it's at all plausible to get there without yeah. getting on a plane, uh, I'd rather do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, um, and I'm definitely not here for any type of long flight. I think the longest flights I've taken have been like three hours. And that's yeah. The longest one I've taken is to Vegas because that's what like three and a half. Because when I went to Cabo, we it was like we threw into Dallas, then to Cabo, Cabo back to Houston, back up. But I'll tell you what, when we flew down to Dallas, we were in a seven oh seven. I'm gonna fucking seven oh seven all the way down to Dallas from Milwaukee. That's a tiny plane, man. I love those. (laughs) I mean, that's like is that one of those La Bamba type of planes? No, it's just like the it's just like the smallest of the seven series so it's still a oh, normal okay. jet plane but it's it doesn't carry more than like 40 people there's no middle seats <laughs> okay. in that that one right it's always yeah. it a one by yeah. two or a two by two yeah. probably a two it by was two. A, no, it was a one by two was it okay. oh. so i think i've been on one of those because I, I flew to montreal once for the job and uh I think the connecting flight was one of those kind of Tell things. everybody where you tell everybody where you're from so they know. Oh, I live in Maryland. I'm, I'm originally from New York, but I live in Maryland. <laughs> nice. There you go. And um, yeah, and uh, one time coming back, uh, we had to connect in Philadelphia. And if you've ever been to Philadelphia Airport, that thing's big as hell. And there's like a little, like almost a shuttle kind of thing taking from one side to the other. If you're connecting flights on the other side. So I had one of those, and we had to go all the way to the other end of the airport. And, man, we were running like O.J. Simpson through the airport to catch the connecting flight. <laughs> okay. okay. I mean, we, had those, to, we had to do that at Midway once, actually. Oh, man, look. They were pulling I, off when we got there. We, uh, <laughs> I think we got, off the, we got off the plane – and Tony and I, no, Kevin and I gave you guys our luggage, and we, Kevin and I, sprinted together to the plane to make sure it wouldn't take off before oh. we got home. Yeah, because <laughs> we're so we're running to the terminal, and at the most inopportune time, like one of my friends from college is working at the airport. And he sees me. He's like, "Rob," I'm like, "Hey, man, I can't talk." <laughs> like, so you you go in and he's like i hate that fucking guy now <laughs> so um so we got to the window as the plane was pulling off and we were all at the window waving our arms like this and so they stopped the plane and they you know they brought us down on the elevator to the uh down the with the, the runway or whatever yeah yeah oh and, man i'm surprised so they let I you do that i mean because i guess because it was their fault that we didn't get there <laughs> um, and so I talked to him later. I was like, "No, man, I'm sorry, I couldn't stop talking, man." But I was running. I had a connecting flight. And I was we were running. 
Oh, man. That's a great story. Yeah, and on that awesome. note, we're going to take a break and come back with the 367th edition of the DWI podcast right here on ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com, where we remind you to always use your head and head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. We'll be right back. All right, folks. What I want you to do is head on over to Angry Lemonade. If you need a digital commission, stickers, pins, they got it all. Check out their assortment of digital commissions that they can do for you over at angrylemonade.net. If you need it, they got it. Check them out, angrylemonade.net. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome back, DWI Podcast. ChairShot Radio Network. You know you can find that on all of your favorite streaming platforms. I'm a Spotify guy. How about you guys? Spotify. I mean, not to way. listen to myself, to listen to music and podcasts. What about you, Rob? I'm. Well, I, I do a little bit of both because I put all of my stuff on Google Play. Like, okay, you know, b- before Google Play got sucked up by Yahoo, YouTube Music. So I had all these like burned CDs and stuff on Google Play. So they moved everything over to YouTube Music. So I just that's mainly what I use since all of my stuff is there. But then I, I occasionally do some Spotify stuff too, um, and I have some stuff on um, Amazon because when you when you like if you order a CD on Amazon, sometimes you get a digital copy of it on your on Amazon Music. So you use up all those, all those yeah. free uh, copies of Amazon Unlimited for one month that you keep getting every time you order something off of Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> right. If I could so, stack them up, man, I'd be stuff. good for like five years. Oh yeah. <laughs> But I mostly use YouTube music, but for, for podcasts, I use Spotify. All right. You hear that? Spotify, Google, um, YouTube. Everybody. We're, yeah. out, we're out here shilling for you, man. Where's my check? All right. DPP, let's let everybody know what's happening this week on the podcast. Well, well we're waiting. Well, it's the big show. Oh, no sheets? What? No sheets? I, she? Yeah, waiting for it. Stop it. Sheets. Try to stop. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This week, we're going to get into the appearance of one John Cena at Raw in Boston. Uh, after that, we're going to talk a little breaking NFL news today, and maybe we'll get a little psychedelic with you and of course we'll finish up this week's episode with seinfeld season four episode five the wallet rob in your most verbose and over-the-top way tell dpp to ring the bell ring the bell that might have been one of the best ones by a guest ever right yeah i think i gave better direction that time usually i'm just like hey tell dan to ring the bell and then people are just like hey ring the bell and we're like that was (laughs) like oh I was like, yo, here we go. <laughs> Get the shit started. You got some music for this one? Um, I mean, I can if you, if you, if you want. 
I mean, I could do the short version or the long version. Hey, why don't you play the long version? I'll let you know. Yeah, okay. So, you think you're untouchable? Word life. This is basic thugonomics. This is ba basic thugonomics. Word life. I'm untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel me. Word life. This is basic Rob, which one you like better? Rapper dude or, or uh, word life? Uh, rapper dude, because that's, that's the one I... He was using when I started watching again. So, I got you. I got you. All right, guys. What do we think? John Cena comes out. Uh, doesn't even. I don't even think he got to speak. And um, Austin Theory comes out. But uh, let's first start with the ovation. That was fucking. That might have been the biggest ovation all year that I heard. Because I mean, yeah. you could feel that one. And Cena, they they cracked him. He's like he tear. He welled up because it's been a while and he was at home. Um, yeah. Give me you guys analysis, Rob. We'll start with you. Just just on on the ovation that he got coming out and everything up till he was interrupted uh, by Austin Theory. Um, it's kind of ironic because when I started, I started watching again. It was around 2011, 2012. So I had heard all about you know people booing him and all this stuff, and so I st and me, I was like, well, just from watching him a little bit. And I was like, well, why are y'all booing this man? <laughs> like, what's the problem? <laughs> I mean, you know, because look, I'm, you know, I'm old school. I'm, you know, go back to the Hulk Hogan days and like you cheer for the baby. He's the superhero baby face guy. What's wrong with that? Like, why are y'all? And and I just, it's one thing to not be a fan, but I'm like, well, why are y'all so mad about this? Right? Because, I mean, you know, people weren't just, you know, it wasn't just, well, I don't like him. It was, like, I mean, people were just mad and angry. And I'm like, well, why? Like, he's, you know, he's, this is a traditional thing for wrestling, this type of role. This is what he's doing. Why are y'all so mad? And, you know, and Joe Rich was, and this is, why, this is why I first heard this phrase. It's not him, it's the booking. <laughs> and, you know, me not having been around watching for the last ten, previous 10 years, I heard that and I was like, "This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life." Well, you know, the IWC is not known for being, you know, the brightest group of people. Dan, what did you think about John Cena's amazing ovation in Boston and just getting out and getting back? Because I, I mean, I'm at home and I'm popping, I'm up, I'm cheering, but I, I sing John Cena sucks. Like oh. Kurt Angle suck, you know, you suck. I still John Cena sucks. That's just fun. It's the term of endearment at this point now. I people were, I think it, yeah. Uh, talk about you know when they were booing him i think people were tired of it and you know it's the anti-hero you know anti you know i want to just i just want to boo the good guy anyway and you know it got caught on a little bit and things like that and um and cena embraced it and so people booed him more because he was he was good he's embracing it you know he's gonna do his thing and he's still you know john cena and uh, the the hero's welcome back that he got was 100 percent well deserved it was fantastic i loved it uh, very happy to see him back. 
you know, and however long we got him for, if it's just to WrestleMania, is just awesome. So let's keep well, him around. That... Let's enjoy while we have what we have. You know, it's the same thing when, like, the, you know, The Rock didn't come back this year, but when we got The Rock randomly, you know, for a little while there before Rest- on the pushes to WrestleMania, you know, it's 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 that kind of. I mean, it's that level, you know, Cena, Cena is one of the top five all time. So. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember where I put them, but, um, <laughs> I would say, uh, <laughs> um, it's interesting though. You, you, you make, you make that point. Uh, what, what, what was the last thing you said? Sorry. You threw me off there. I don't know. What did I say? Top five all time. Cause yeah. the heroes return. Like, uh, like when the rock came back for a little while. Uh, oh yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, we can. That, think they're booing him because at the time also like you said they're because he's the good guy that people are slowly coming to the realization that they're not going to see uh austin and rock anymore at that time um anyway what i really wanted to get to was the fact that now i forgot again this is this is not fun today it's been a long week (laughs) his rant his rant on austin theory about how bad he is oh no i remember now third time's a charm he will be, you brought up having me give him back and not, and when the rock came back and had him, you know, leading up to WrestleMania, the rumor is that Cena will be on television at least one more time before WrestleMania. At least one boy. I hope it's more than that. I hope it's, I, hope I mean, it's we all other, do. Hope it's the, past the was, at least. Well, the film he was, the film he was doing wrapped. So he's like free. Maybe he'll show up every Monday. That'd be fucking awesome. I would love yeah. that. Uh, did he go too far with the with the promo, Rob? Did he bury Austin Theory too much? Was it something that is looked bad upon in the locker room? Um, it, it was it too much. Yeah. Um, like the the part about the piped in booze, like that's a little, that's a little to me. That's don't don't do that. I mean, that, that's too inside baseball. And like we're it's it's an this is supposed to be an illusion, and we're kind of enjoying here, right? And so don't do that. Um, to me, that that was that was doing too much. But the I mean the rest of it was just I mean he's done people like that before. So, um, theory is just the, the latest one. <laughs> um, and you know it's um, it was a lot and. There are times where I thought, yeah, yeah, this is a bit, yeah, you're you're burying the guy here. Um, but at the same time, uh, well, he's going to have to. Well, well, hopefully he'll get a chance to, re- you know, to have a rebuttal or something. But it, this this was a lot, and I guess I wouldn't have put theory in that situation. Um, I, I think, I, I mean, when stuff like that happens. I mean, it can, it can be fun to watch. Like, like, oh, man, he got him. Wow. But, I mean, after you, you know, when you sit back and, you know, think about it later, it's kind of like, okay, why did they put him in position? Like, like when, like when, actually, I mean, Ray Cash were talking about this, the, the thing with Karrion Cross when they had, um, on the NXT where they had, like, Adam, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano, they all took turns just, just killing him in one promo. And after it's over, I me mean, a lot of people were like, you know, that was great. But then it's like, well, why did y'all send him out there to get to, for that to happen to him? Um, like you, you do, yeah, you're supposed to 
protect your people and not expose the weaknesses of performers and all this kind of stuff as much as you can. Um, yeah, at some point in a person's career, isn't it time to, you know, shut up or nut up? I mean, Austin Theory is just having a hell of a time trying to get over it. And at the same time, you brought up Cena's done this before. Maybe Cena wants the same kind of actual animosity with Austin Theory that he had with The Rock. Because The Rock was writing his fucking, someone backstage told John Cena that The Rock wrote his shit down on inside of his wrist. Yep, and oh, this is a funny thing. on Cena, yeah. Cena wouldn't put that out. He wouldn't give that person up. But when he went out there, he buried the motherfucking rock, and rock was fucking pissed. Oh, now somebody pointed this out on Twitter today because uh, Cena said like uh, the, he wouldn't name the person who told him. But when you watch like the when you watch the documentary, right after he says that, they cut to the Miz. <laughs> I mean, it's under the bridge now. You look at when he comes backstage too afterwards, and like fucking uh i think it was hunter and big show were back there like that took balls man and they were dapping it up with them and yeah he care yeah and um so the way they've been handling theory is just it's, it's weird to me like like some like there there are times where where it looks like they're doing you know they're bringing him along right and then it feels like sometimes they're hanging him out to dry um obviously they see they see big potential in him, and I think there is big potential in him. I think we all see that. It's yeah. just whether or not he's going to, you know, maximize that. Yeah, so I guess, well, you know what, at the end of the day, I think it was a bit much, yes, but he's going to, how he responds to it is going to be a big determining factor in his career. So, it's look, it happened. So, whether we think it was too much or not, it's out there. It happened, so you either, either fight back or you're going to get run over. I mean, yeah. He also slapped him in the dick too. DP, that was doing way too much. Nut up. That's a nut up. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine the backstage conversation was like Cena gets there, um, you know, early, but really is catching up with everybody and just like he's like, oh yeah, we'll talk in a little while. And finally, Theory comes up, catches him alone, and he's like, hey, um, do you mind if I go after the bald spot? And Cena's like, hey, how about nothing's off limits between us? (laughs) Theory's like, oh yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Walks away, and then, well, then then that happened. It's a bad thing to do. (laughs) <laughs> when you're in the ring with John Cena. I think I said that a couple weeks ago. Like, Cena's going to just kick his ass on the mic unless uh, Austin Theory step, steps up. And I think, yeah, I think that's what Cena's trying to get. You know, that's what they're trying to, you know, is is he going to swim? It's time for him to swim. Um, I, I do think the piped-in crowd noise line was probably a little unnecessary, but I think everything else was fine. I think he was talking to us. I think Bully Ray or Tommy Dreamer, who actually mentioned that too on Busted Open, that they thought that was like, well, did you really want to open that can of worms? Sorry, keep yeah. going. Um, but I think, um, yeah. Now I don't know where I, now you got me. Now I don't know where I was going. <laughs> uh, no, I think it was. I think it's time for him to swim. I think um, everything else he said, John Cena said, was kind of in um, in vain of you know, he's been a fan, like, and he's trying to talk kind of like a fan, like, we don't like you, like, uh, you know, you know, because hey, one, you're, you're being a bad guy, and one, we don't like you, we don't care, we don't care about you, you haven't given us a reason to care about you, and I think he was, in that, some of those senses, he was talking, because I haven't been around, but I've been watching, and I'm, I'm playing the, the, the role of fan here, and I don't have a reason to boo you, I don't have a reason to care about your character right now, give me one. And, you know, I think that's where they're trying to go is, yeah, they they want him to get pushed to that next level, and he's got to start swimming. 
And if he doesn't, then they know what they got. I was entertained. What did you expect? Would you think John Cena was not going to come back and be John Cena? If someone wants to wrestle me at WrestleMania, that if you really want it, you're going to get it. Okay. Now the fans, maybe some of them that could care less about theory are like, Oh, that's too far. And what's that going to do? They're going to root for theory or they're going to actually look for him to do better now. Right. They're going to expect more, but they're going to be caring about it because something happened to this guy that they could relate to. Okay. Was it too far? I don't think so. No, it, it's, that's not, that's, that's, that's Austin theory, the wrestler and John Cena, the wrestler on a TV show doing something right. That that's what it was. I mean, theory can come back from this. He ain't doing shit anyway. Maybe that's what he needed. Maybe we had to burn the entire forest down to nothing but ashes. So that at some point the winds could come in, blow that all away and something brand new could come out of it. And that's what Austin theory needs because everything that's happened up to that thing I could have fucking cared less until I heard about he was going to face John Cena. I didn't care. I didn't care when he was going with Seth Rollins. I didn't care when he was in NXT. I just didn't. And I'm not saying he's not good because before you talked about expectations and things of that nature and potential, I think he's got tons of potential. But I think this is, we're going to look back and go, you know what? It worked. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, one way or the other because, um, Put it this way, so, so far, I mean, for the last, what, six months or so, he's been kind of, he's been the opponent for Seth Rollins. He's been the opponent for Bobby Lashley. He's been the opponent for this person and that person. Cashed in the money in the bank on the U.S. title. And he lost! Yeah. I mean, that's how much, really. hey, we don't, we, I mean, that didn't help. They've been slowly burning this guy to the ground since the beginning, and that was the last spot. So, yeah. I don't, that's all. That's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, I mean, but of course, with the the talent is definitely there, oh. and and they think it's there because you know I've said this before. Um, that when when they ran that Evolve anniversary special on the WWE Network, it was primarily a showcase for him. Um, you know, he was in the featured match, and you know, and they made a big deal out of his match and talking, telling you he was and all of this and all of that so clearly they I mean they've had big aspirations for him from day one and they want him obviously they want him to get there and they're they're doing this they're doing they're doing this obviously putting through some, through some trials and to see if he can kind of elevate who he is out there and so We'll see. I mean, because well, you got to do it now. Because well, yeah, here Cena pretty much made it like do or die. DP, yeah. why don't you get the last word and then take us into the Cody Rhodes thing on the stage? Cody Rhodes thing on the stage. Um, I, oh, you didn't watch that? I'll do it. Go I ahead. might have missed Give that one. Well, I mean, maybe word. I did or didn't. I I can't remember. I was I was on the road, so I watched much most of Raw. I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but. Uh, <laughs> I you know yeah I think this is that this is his time you know to to make that to figure out what they have what they're gonna do with him and I, I agree he's got a tremendous amount of talent and if they didn't think he had the talent and if they didn't think you know he could be a huge star for WWE he wouldn't be in a match with John fucking Cena at WrestleMania that's it I mean he he's that's you want a marquee matchup you got John Cena at WrestleMania you know that's 
that's it. It doesn't, I mean, other than WWE championship match or whatever, like it's doesn't get much bigger than that when it comes to WrestleMania match. Well said, well said. Um, so what happened was, is he, Cena gives the, he slaps him in the, in the, in the knob and, and oh, fucking goes yeah. up and, and you don't, don't even get to see Austin theory, leave the ring or, or exit. He just probably walked off the, the, the diagonal aisle from one of the corners of the, uh, surrounding ring structure uh, to separate the fans. But anyway, he goes up to the top of the stage and then he says, blah, 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 blah. And now, and he messes up to the nightmare. He goes, the nightmare, no, the American nightmare, Cody Rhodes. And then they have a moment. And I think John said, keep rewarding the fans for that noise or something like that to that effect. So what did you guys think of that? Do you think it was force fed? Was it weird timing? Was something weird to do? Did you like it? Do you think it was good? Because Cody also got the rub at the end of the night by coming out and saving Sami Zayn, which was interesting because there was what Jimmy, Jay, and Solo out there. Yeah, yep. And uh, Sami was incapacitated, and the three of them backed away from Cody Rhodes. Cody had a pretty good night, and he didn't do anything. No match, no yeah. no commentary, no 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 promo or anything. Uh, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, he didn't he come down to the yeah. ring after Cena introduced him and talk for a little bit. Um. No, he didn't. I don't think so. He had, I think... a, he had a match. Um. No, he was in a suit the whole night. Yeah. Jeez. I think he came down and said something. Otherwise, why would it? All right. Anyway, Something I want to talk about the passing of the torch, Rob. Why don't you go ahead and talk about that? It felt a little weird and contrived to me. Um, kind of because uh, after I mean, he did all that with theory, and I kind of felt like, well, do you really need to do this? I mean, because I mean, the people are already there with Cody, and like I, I was at SmackDown in DC last Friday. And I can tell you, there, there's any I, any narrative people might have about fans not being here for Cody or whatever is bullshit. Uh, uh, we'll see. We we haven't we we we're not there yet. Oh, okay. There, um, there, no, 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 no. I'm just saying I disagree with you because I think there's a, still a good chance that th- this could turn out bad for Cody. Well, I mean. Just a chance. It's just okay. a chance. The closer we get, the less it is. But I got to see a couple more weeks still here. I'm not totally convinced yet. It's going in the right direction. Well, I think, because I don't think it's going to happen before WrestleMania. I mean, I think now a month or whatever. Now, obviously, everything depends on what happens at WrestleMania. But then, I mean, I could see after maybe during the summer, during the fall, maybe people aren't quite as interested in Cody. I don't. I don't see him holding the belt that long, to be honest with you. SummerSlam at the latest. Um, but I don't know, it, just, it felt kind of weird to me because it felt like, to me, like, because whenever they try to do that, it always backfires. Like when they, you know, the, the, the public cosign, right? Um, Can't force because, it. Yeah, because remember Can't when, you know, when Rock came out there with Roman, that just made it worse uh, at the Royal Rumble. Um, well, Roman you know, was not at a same... Roman wasn't even close to who he is now. No, but that, I mean, that but that made because everybody I, that made it worse because everybody knew exactly what the hell was going on. Um, and then kind of like the, the Rock and Brock. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like the the big public cosign, I it just I 
I, I would not do that. I mean, and, you know, because to me, it just that that has more potential to make things backfire than not. I think you should just, you know, Cody doing he's doing fine today. So I think that until he's not doing fine, I think you should just leave him alone and let him blaze his own trail and do his own thing. I would 100% agree with that. I'm uh, not a fan of the endorsement thing fucking, either. Fucking math nerds are all the same. <laughs> One zero, brother. Uh, they, uh, yeah, they they really tried. It, it seemed it seemed forced. It seemed unnecessary. It seemed like just to what get a pop casino introduced him. Like, eh. yeah, I think he's Let's, he's fine on his own. Let's do it organically. That's the way to do these things and. Yeah, they've. It's just unfortunate they've they've they ran themselves into a corner with having Sami Zayn getting so over right now. Um, that that's what's hurting them a little bit. Otherwise, it would be just fine. So, yeah, there's there's not much you can do. It just keep I think keep the course, you know, and just let it play out. Listen, yeah, it we're we're in the we're in the home stretch of one of the greatest storylines ever, and and who knows, this could just be like part you know, a one of this, this act, if Roman retains or something else like, that. but, uh, does anybody have anything else to add before we head to break? Uh, no, just, I think, like I said, leave, leave stuff well enough, well enough alone. Don't try to force the public cosign and just. Fair enough. Well said DWI three sixty seven. And by the way, I'm like you fucking math nerds said the inventory specialist. We'll be right back. <laughs> Promotional consideration paid for by the following. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thecheshop.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, folks. I am uh, pretty upset with myself right now. Because I don't know why uh, so it's not where it was supposed to be. But that's fine. I digress. We'll just go with the... Uh, I don't want to play this one, but we'll do it. No, we'll do this I one. got one. I got, I got one. He really wanted to play his. Hold on. <laughs> oh, big yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna rob people of that. Ha! Huh? Go ahead, Dan. Play yours, and then I, I got another one now. Man, I don't know. My my brain is just gone today. I. I swear I had uh one. Oh, oh fuck. This is a this is a master class in podcasting here, right? You'll edit it.
Let me tell you something, folks. There's nothing like a classic NFL film music. I, I lost it at the end there. It was going really well. Sports, sports, but, sports, sports, uh, sports, 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 sports. If I had my shit together, I would have replied to that. Not one. a sports fan, huh? Uh, yep, that's, that's right. it. <laughs> Where did all that shit go? Oh, there it is. Not a sports fan, huh? <laughs> Yeah, NFL Films music is just fucking phenomenal. So Ray and I did Chair Shot NFL this year, and we're going to bring it back again next year. But that was our intro, and that, that, that music just gets you going. I mean, it's fun to listen to. You think about back in the day when you listen to old highlights. But the reason we were playing and dueling NFL themes, big news. Big news. The Bears are trading the, the number one overall pick in this year's NFL draft to the Carolina Panthers for the ninth overall pick this year, the 61st overall pick this year, a 2024 first-round pick, a 2025 second-round pick, and maybe, more importantly than any of that, a young Justin Fields, in my opinion, gets one of the best receivers in the entire NFL. A guy who's put up excellent stats and been at the top of his position despite not having a very good quarterback, in my opinion, in his career, DJ Moore. What are you guys' thoughts? We'll start with Rob on this blockbuster NFL trade today. Uh, it was total shocker because uh, when I first, now, I heard, I was in, in the car, heard the radio, heard, like, Bears trade, and I immediately thought, like, no, they didn't trade for Aaron Rodgers. That, would, that was just would be just insane and then but then i heard what it was for and i was like okay well that's a lot and um that's all uh, me and the account from espn put on twitter like uh you know, like thanks to lovey smith because uh um he was coaching the texans and he you know they wanted him to tank the last game and he said fuck that shit so <laughs> 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 well, they beat the bears and so now you know so the, I guess the, the Bears got the number one pick out of that, and so they traded it for all of this stuff. Um, look, good move. Yeah, I mean, it, it's better to get, especially if there's nobody like at number one who you feel like you really want, and they got they got Fields. So right, that's and, the thing. They didn't yeah. they didn't want a quarterback, so I think they thought the most value, and I think I agree with you, was there in trading it, right? Yeah, and honestly, NFL is uh, NFL is quantity over quality. You need 10 good players more than you need one great player. Um, whereas in basketball, you need one great player more than you need four good players. It's the opposite. Um, so in the NFL, if you can get more good players, then it, it's a better move. Uh, so I'll say it now. Um, it's, there's a 5% chance I'm wrong. Like Carolina's fucking idiots. Oh yeah. <laughs> like what the like? I don't care who you're picking. Like there. How often does a quarterback pan out to be, you know, Hall of Fame that you get in that those you know in a first round pick or their number one pick? Like it can happen. I'm not saying it doesn't. You know, but what are the odds that the he's going to be your franchise quarterback and he's going to be your quarterback two years from now? And you just traded away 
picks after pick after pick and a you know thousand yard hundred almost hundred catch receiver you know last year uh you know in DJ Moore who's could be yeah could be a solid get for Justin Fields to actually have somebody to throw the ball to like and and all and all that draft prospects you know like it's not worth the number one pick I'm sorry like I, again, I, well, there's a chance I'm wrong, you know, that the, that whoever, right. is, if they go with Bryce Young, whoever they're thinking is the guy to carry them for the next 15 years. But I guarantee you, let's go back. Let's let's look at this two years from now, and I bet you they're going like, well, how do we get rid of this guy? If I'm the GM of the Bears, I make this trade. If I'm the GM of the Panthers, I personally don't think I make this trade, but... The reason they did is they think whoever they can get at one, it could be Stroud. I mean, it, it, it all depends. Uh, they think that that's their man. They think that that's their franchise. They think that that's the guy who's going to come in the league and within six to eight years, he's going to lead them to a Super Bowl. That's, that's what they think. And if they're right, they win the trade because you want to know who wins trades? The person who gets the best player. True. Um, no, because I, I saw some a couple of like, little reports. Dan, you're talking but... to a guy who trades in fantasy all the time. You've been uh, in fantasy football leagues with me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Keep going. But um, well, because I saw like a report that they're gonna Carolina's gonna take uh, Stroud with the pick. There you go. See, but, I was thinking it could have been Stroud. But um, the combine, I think. I guess the thing is now though we're in that kind of we're in that era now where even if the quarterback if the quarterback pans out. You got what four or five years, and then you got to give them a shit ton of money. Um, I mean, they'll find out in four or five years, though. <laughs> oh well, yeah, and then well, is he well, playing? Well, one? I think he's playing day one. I think he's in there. He's playing. That's it. What is that he's guy? And well, well, the, I mean, the, the worst case scenario right. now for a quarterback <laughs> is if they're good, but not great, because then if they're good, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to just lose them, but you don't really want to give them. 150 million dollars either and that i mean that's kind of and that's yeah that's the I mean that's the worst case now because look they stink you just you know get the hell out of here bro bro geno yeah. smith just got three years 105 million daniel jones even more ridiculously got four years 160 million are you kidding me yeah these guys are like i for me they're giving that money they're not just giving that money to the Mahomes and Rogerses anymore they're giving it to not even like the top tier of the not even like there's 32 teams not even what's what would it be uh, playoff the contenders. top 11. <laughs> yeah the not even the top 11 not even the top third of quarterbacks these are the guys who are barely in the top half of quarterbacks and maybe not even there if you want to really break it down to nuts and bolts are getting 35 to 40 million a year because um and look i mean i think look we'd be happy for geno smith turning his oh, career around really like geno smith not yeah. so much daniel jones but whatever but um but still the, i mean geno smith getting geno smith getting 100 million dollars still like oh man. i did you i saw him get interviewed by l duncan on sports center last night and i was like dude if anybody deserves 105 million dollars geno smith seems like the most stand-up fucking righteous uh teammate you could have the guy was just he just signed a hundred million dollar contract and said if they use the pick on a quarterback he's ready to compete and mentor at the same time are you fucking kidding me he's a saint 
Yeah. I mean, no, Seahawks, but he's a saint. Yeah. Wait a minute. I got it, Dan. It's my joke. <laughs> but look, I, yeah, I just, I'd rather have all the picks than the, the one pick, personally. I would too. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I would too. Like you get the the diamonds in the rough, the guys that come out of nowhere. You know these these some of these MVPs aren't first round picks. You know, like Tom Brady. You know, look at Aaron Rodgers was a twenty third pick. You know, like it, it, you don't know until they get on the field in the NFL and start playing. And I just can't see. I don't know. It's me again. I, that's me playing GM, right? You know, I don't. I wouldn't do that. I'd rather have the picks. You pee. You know, yeah. I want. I want what I want. Fair enough. All right, you brought up Aaron Rodgers. Uh, breaking news. Uh, you got the breaking news. I got the breaking news. Louder. <laughs> what was yours? Was like, Yeah, that was just the NFL. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. You got to that one quicker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, since it's right below it, I have to play this. It's a wrestling podcast. I have to announce to you that I will never retire. And Tom apparently Brady's he won't. He wants, to, oh. he wants to redo his last match, honest to God. He does. Oh, man. Of course like, he does. He's like, oh, let me get in shape. Let me get in shape and do it right. Because oh, he wasn't <laughs> in shape? He wasn't training all that time? Yeah. Oh, so man. Speaking of crazy, it's speaking of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron no. Rodgers will be will be a uh, keynote speaker uh, as a guest at a psychedelics conference in Denver this off season. <laughs> Gentlemen, what the hell did you just say? What did I just said? A psychedelics conference in Denver this off season. Oh great! Isn't this magical? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> I don't know what's better, the sound blades or Rob's. Rob, that was a great laugh. <laughs> oh, Rob, yeah. Well, you're just you're cracking up right now. Go ahead, lay it on me. Aren't you? Are you ready to drive to Denver to fucking listen to Aaron Rodgers? Hell yeah, I'm going to go to the, the psychedelics conference. You pick me up on the way, bro, because I ain't flying either. Oh man. Oh, I mean, I just I want to be a fly on the wall just to see what the hell they're talking about. Well, and on top of it, he he said he partially attributes the fact it's or it's no coincidence that he won back to back MVPs while using psychedelics. I don't know if he's using them during the season or what he was doing maybe to prepare. I, I have no idea. Dan, what about you? Oh. We're, the pack, we're the Packers fans here. Um, I don't fucking care to be honest with you. He's setting up the next chapter of his life. He's a weird dude. He's from California. He's 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 a modern day hippie. What do you want? He's given us four quarterback MVPs. Uh, a chance at the Super Bowl every single year. He's gotten us one. I, I mean, I'm good with the guy. Look, look, I'm look. I'm, I grew up in D.C. You know, during the '80s, and we had Dexter Manley on the on the then Redskins. Dexter was coked up Monday through Saturday. Well, and but, okay, and but Sunday he was on the field. Okay, and and, and they, look, is it just don't fail the test? Okay, right. that's worked for a lot of players in the NBA and NFL. <laughs> I Dan, would, go ahead, jump in there. Where, where has, I, where has this been in the last fourteen years? Then, like he's just gone off the deep end in those last well, two years. Yeah, but he's old now. He's old now. Oh, he's established. So he, he needs, he needs some psychedelics for his brittle little bones. What? 
I don't know. I think Nick Cage slipped him something, and he's just in that kind of unit. He is the new. He is that is crazy because now he is the Nicholas Cage of quarterbacks. Like he was all normal and and the one of the greatest of all times, and then he fucking went crazy. Uh, You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. I don't have that one, do I? Yeah. Uh, I just yeah, just I've had enough of this shit. We went through this with Brett Favre <laughs> and his uh, his whole Favre. So, Rob, I don't know if you know this, or a lot of people probably don't know this, but I I know a lot of people around the southeastern Wisconsin uh, sports uh, talk world, let's just say. And I've heard many a story about things Brett would do on golf courses. Um We'll leave. We'll leave where your mind's going now, uh, to your imagination. But he would also just randomly roll out a shotgun and shoot a deer, oh, or drive his truck all around on the course, or whatever what? he wanted to do. Yeah, Red Favre was a happy, competitive red. Redneck. Was the Aaron Rodgers is he was a redneck a, frat boy. To uh... Aaron Rodgers is a discontent modern day hippie. There you go. Those are our yeah. two. Uh, Hall of Fame quarterbacks in a nutshell. Two Super Bowls in 30-plus years. Yeah. Well, the Rodgers guy. sounds like he's a stuff. Rodgers sounds like in a couple of years he's going to be out there with Tom Cruise at the, the Scientology Cup. Uh, I don't know if he'd ever. I don't think, I don't see him doing that. That's a little too controlling for him, let me tell you. But I can see him having his own psychedelic shops and getting into that. I mean, yeah. shit, the guy's setting himself up. Or, you know, and then he, he can host Jeopardy. I do want to see him back hosting Jeopardy. The guy was really good at right. that. I want to see him. Do oh that. man, I mean, it's just it, it, it to me, it's just hilarious because you, you, know, you see people like you know shilling for cannabis or whatever, but he just went all the way. <laughs> said, "Fuck that, let's get the hallucinogens, uh, mushrooms, whatever." He's in there like swimwear, man. He just fucking spent four days in the dark. Yeah, and uh, like um, so when I was getting dead, <laughs> some of these those like just so you know the drugs commercials, and like they were like. Terrence like, this is your brain, and it's an egg. And he goes, this is your brain on psychedelics, and it's like a fucking awesome omelet. And then it goes to Aaron Rodgers, two-time MVP, psychedelics. Yeah, and, um, but like one commercial, they had like different people asking kids if they wanted different types of drugs. And basically, that's, that's how we learned what all the names were, right? And so, like, like you want some Quaaludes, man? You want some Quaaludes? No. Uh, you want some hallucinogens? No. <laughs> right and yeah. uppers and downers this, this eight balls right what do you want that. yeah because because who the hell asked you if you want if, if you want hallucinogens right <laughs> he, uh, yeah i just can't i can't like i i don't, I don't want to deal with this again like just on monday after the tournament uh, uh ncaa conference tournaments are over and there's the trades, the trade talks are allowed to start or whatever free agency starts. Uh, we get the news that he goes to the Jets and he's he's made his decision and he can go follow so the you, path of his buddy Brett Favre and okay, so we, have to, we have to get out here and, and as Packer fans uh, tell people our opinion on what we want here, Rob, um, because you you're you're not a Packers fan, so you probably really don't care if he goes to the Jets or stays in Green Bay. So DP, you want him to. Get traded to the Jets. Yes? No. 
I don't. I want him to stay here. Oh, but if he's going to be yeah. a dick about it and he's going to dick us around oh. like we already... I, I'm done with that shit. I got, Just be I, done. Well, be, oh, make your here. fucking decision. He was supposed to come out of his rabbit hole and make his decision, and he's still being a jackhole about it. Let's just get it over with. And I know they're waiting until they have a big news day, and Monday's the chance for a, the big news day, so he can, he can run all the headlines and do his whole shit. And there oh, you go. Talk for... Th- Oh, he's, you know, he's about to talk. You know, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try my best. <laughs> uh, Aaron, PC Tony here. No caveats. Do whatever you want. Just just be under center for 17 games next year. That's <laughs> I'm not stupid. Rob, the run since Don Mikowski got hurt and Brett Favre came in and won that game in Cincinnati till now has been Hall of Fame quarterbacks in Green Bay for 31 seasons. I don't want to cut it short when the guy can still play. Jordan Love fucking sucks, you guys. You think he's going to fucking go over 500 next year? You got to be goddamn crazy. Yeah, and let me let me tell you. Um, we would take Aaron Rodgers with all his psychedelic stuff. We would take him here in Washington right now. Okay. Rob's like, I will get on a plane and do psychedelics if Aaron Rodgers will come to the commanders. I will yeah, sum because, up my look, look, A-hole <laughs> on the plane <laughs> if that's what yeah. it takes. And, look, I was hoping we could get Derek Carr, okay? I mean, you know, because um, right now, I mean, we had Heineke last year, and he, he's one of those people that, oh, he's a, he's a great kid, and he, he works really hard, and, He's got hard, and he's got this, and he's got that, and he also can't throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. <laughs> you want to know who I think you guys end up signing? Just because I want to tell you, with everything that's happened with your ownership, it's not such an appealing place to play. Yeah. Is, I think, and I think and I think he'd do well is uh, Mike White. So I'm, I'm not super familiar with him. The Jets? He oh, okay. Zach Wilson? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Else is really out there, and he's younger and Cousins talented, and be an enemy coming or be enemy. I call always say be an enemy. I don't know why I fucking said that since I was a kid. Didn't he? Wasn't he a running back at Colorado, right? Yes, he was. Yes. Okay. Even since then, I've been saying be an enemy, but be enemy. I think once he, you know, he can get his claws into some. He he has total control on the offensive side, and man, I I hope that this turns into him being the head coach because I don't see Rivera being around that much longer, regardless of how well they do. So yeah, well, yeah man, good luck on all that stuff. You and Dave Ungar need to do a Reds, uh, damn it, a Commanders podcast well, together. Um, well, look, this is a, Rivera has only one season left on his contract, and it, to me, if you're him. You don't hire the enemy if you plan on sticking around, because that that guy has you know future head you know he's future head coach of course. And to it's me, though, what if ownership changes and then they go, oh, we don't want any of you guys here? Well, um, yeah, um, I, I hope that doesn't happen because, I mean, right? I mean, we finally got to the place where the only real problem in the front office is the owner. Uh, yeah. Well, no. listen, we could talk about the Washington football franchise yeah. for the next hour and a half. Trust me, <laughs> just like you and I could talk about Aaron Rodgers and Brett, and Brett Favre. But, no, great NFL discussion here. Always love to do that um, with, with a bunch of NFL fans, knowledgeable NFL fans. Um, but time is a ticking here on the DWI Podcast 367. So let's take one last break and come back with 
a show about nothing. Now a word from my god, our sponsor. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Don't you hate to be continued on TV? It's horrible when you sense the to be continued coming. You know, you're watching the show, you're into the story, and then there's like five minutes left and suddenly you realize, hey, they can't make it. <laughs> Timmy's still doing the game. There's no way they wrap this up in five minutes. I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. <laughs> A comedian can't do that. See, I can't go, man walks into a bar with a pig under his arm. Can you come back next week? Uh, yeah, see, that was me the last part. You didn't even know it. Um, John Linder used to walk around high school, Dan, and look at me and go, look at, we'd walk up to a different group of people and go, hey, I'm a, Gonna, I'm not going to throw it away, but he'd point to me and go, hey, listen, he can do the Seinfeld thing. And he'd like literally make me do the Seinfeld thing, you know, because otherwise he'd kick your head off. The guy was fucking lethal. <laughs> anyway, so, says, Seinfeld. says the guy who was part of a group that made me do all, all the Ace Ventura bits. <laughs> oh, that's true. I did do that. <laughs> your shit was way better than mine. Hey, Rob, you want to hear DP do the Ace Ventura? No. Yes, go for it. No. Come on. Soccer style kicker, graduate from Collier High, June 1976, Dutch University Honors graduate, class of 1980, holds two NCAA division one records, one for most points in season, one for distance, former nickname, the Mule, the first number for athlete ever come out of Collier County, one hell of a model of American. Hell of a model American. <laughs> you okay? I'm need, a drink. I need a drink. All right. Seinfeld, season four, episode five. <laughs> Jerry's parents are in town, folks, and Morty is up to see... A back doctor. Um, <laughs> and Leo set him up for it. Uh, we start off with Jerry picking them up from the airport. And <laughs> immediately you could see the, you know, middle-aged man and parents visiting relationship um, stressing Jerry out right at the gas pump right away, DP. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll pay for that. You don't think I make money. Neither of you do. You don't think I make money. <laughs> What's with that? <laughs> Why does his parents always think he has no money? That's the thing. <laughs> All the way through. They're like, you never, yeah. He's a successful comic <laughs> or whatever. And every time Morty's trying to pay for whatever, like trying to pick up the check at the uh, restaurants. And yeah, he's going to pay for the gas. And no, like, what the fuck? I never, I never understood that old bit. But it, I mean, I, I mean, listen, when I was, uh, still in my late twenties, maybe even early thirties and I'd go out to the bar with my parents, they'd always, they'd always like, no, we pay, we pay, you know, stuff like that. Rob, you experienced any of that parents kind of continuing on, uh, parenting. I mean, now I'm like, shit, yeah, go ahead, pay for it. I'm good. Man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause, <laughs> Cause look, I mean, there was a while, look, my dad would always want to pay. And then if we tried to take him out, he didn't want us to pay. And we had to just kind of kind of browbeat him into us paying for him if we were taking him out. 
sometimes. Robin, 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 the rest of the family are figuring out where they want to take dad out on a surprise. And everybody has their different place. And then someone mentions the most expensive place in town. And the rest of the family goes, that's the most expensive place in town. We don't want to spend that much money. And that person looks at everybody and goes, oh, don't worry. Dad's going to end up paying for it anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. And look, um, look, my I was 30-something years old, married with kids, and my dad still referred to me as the boy. Okay. Oh, yeah. So. Always. Their eyes. Always. And, but you know what, though? And. Not to get all morbid here, but now he's no longer with us. You missed it. Yeah, and you know, look, I, look, I would take it right now. You know, um, so and look, after a while, you learn to just say okay, right? Because especially, man, your parents are older; like they just want to do stuff for their kids, right? So, I mean, it, it makes for a funny TV show, yeah. But I mean, and and yeah, those first couple of years where you're insistent on I can do this, I can do things, I'm my own man, and da, 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 you know, and then. But after a while, I was like, you know, just just let them do it. You know, that's what they want to do. Right. You know, um, your parents parents want to do stuff for their kids, and when you know, and being told that well, people people want to be needed, they want to be needed, right? And so having people tell you we don't need you anymore, I mean, it, it sucks. I'm like, peace. I'll be at the bar, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but it, it sucks. I mean, so and I know, and because I mean, because I, I, I would see the disappointment in my dad's face when when we say something like that to him. That no, oh, no, I'm okay. So after a while, you know, you just say, you know, no, um, just say okay, you say thank you, and I mean, because at one point, um, you know, look, we all, you know, we all got jobs, we all got careers, and and he was just handing out money, whether the birthday party or something. And, you know, to some of the younger kids, and he came around to us, and then at, at that point, we were all like, well, fuck it, give me my $10. Yeah, let's go. What's going on, man? You want, to, you want to show out? Show out right here, right here in the middle of this palm, brother. <laughs> Listen, my mom told me if anybody hands you money, you take it. Yes. <laughs> let's get back to Seinfeld. Uh, another fun part for me before we get to a really big thing that we've kind of been hitting on here and there uh, this season. Um, Kramer is like the total foil in this watch situation, right? At the beginning when they get back to the, the apartment, like he comes up with the worst possible questions uh, for Jerry, <laughs> considering <laughs> he threw it in the garbage, right? Go ahead, Dan. Yeah. Oh, where'd you, he's, yeah, he's, uh, they get there and he's like, I can't believe, you know, you're, you know, that, the, of course, uh, Morty and his mom and dad want to pay for the repair where the for the watch is and Kramer overhears this he's like what what happened where's your watch and he's like ah it's, it's in the shop all right and he's like well, what shop where'd you go <laughs> where'd you take it <laughs> and of course Kramer who, Kramer who knows everybody and everywhere Jerry comes up with yep. uh just a street corner of a street and Kramer no, goes with the actual he came up with an actual place he just said he didn't say the name of it though he just said like oh the 85th and Whatever yeah. Columbus, right? Is that what it was? And oh, it's and, Columbus in eighty fifth because yeah. there is a place on Columbus eighty fifth, <laughs> which Kramer, of course, knows and knows the owner and says he'll go talk right. to the guy. He's a good friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it back to you. I'll get it back to you tomorrow. And Jor- and uh, Jerry's <laughs> like, no, I don't want to do that. I would like to go through the regular protocol <laughs> and trying to, t- with without saying it, tell Kramer to shut his mouth. <laughs> but Kramer, of course more than insists that he's going to go take care of this watch. 
what do you, I mean, Rob, let's get into this first, because this is the first time you've had a chance to come on here. We've been doing Seinfeld now every episode. It's we're into season four, episode five. So it's been, have we gotten to 52 episodes yet? Have we been doing this for a year yet? Or did we start it after WrestleMania last year? There's six. Oh, this is, oh, come on. This oh, is insane. 20, 45th no, episode. This is the 45th episode. Okay. We're coming up on a year of doing this. I think it started after WrestleMania last year. Um, Rob, how big of a Seinfeld fan are you? Have you watched the, all the episodes? Did you watch it while it was on? Do you watch it in syndication? Are you not a fan? It sounds I'm, like you kind of enjoy it, though. <laughs> I do. Look, I, I mean, I don't really watch it. No, I've watched Curb all the way through. Oh, sure. They're coming up with another season, and actually, yeah. I asked DP, we got a ways to go here, but I said, what would you want to do next? And he goes, he's never seen Curb. He'd like oh, to do oh. Curb after this. So, okay. if, if you're, if we end up doing, it's 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 probably, we're probably like 23 years away from finishing this, but when we do, no, I kid, it's not All that right. long at all. Uh, <laughs> but when we do, we might have to have Robin as a regular on the Curb segments. Then. Yes, so, yes, please. please we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. I love yeah. Larry David. But yeah, go ahead. Explain your Seinfeld uh, fanship. So I've, I've, it's one of those things. I don't really watch it. When I do watch it, I enjoy it. But it's just I've never just kind of locked in really, uh, and just sat down and made it a point of watching it all the way through. So, but every time I've watched it, every, every time I've watched it, I've enjoyed it. It is, and, it's, it's, it's good. Here's the thing, I, <clears throat> I. I know a lot of people older than me. I mean, I, I deal with a lot of people older than me and I deal with a lot of people younger than me. And I don't mean like older, older and younger, younger. I mean, within like, you know, 12 years each, each way, you know, or, or more uh, on the younger side a little bit. But I purely believe that people that grew up without a cell phone in grade school and high school get this show more than kids that are, I say kids, just people that are younger that always had the cell phone around because there's no cell phone on this show. And I think that makes a big deal. But for me, yeah, I watched it with my dad um, starting probably like in the third or fourth season, but then all the way through, it was something we would watch together, even as adult as the humor was or whatever. We just, we both loved the show and would laugh our asses off. And I think early on cheers was after it. So that was always great too, but that's kind of where I come from. DP, did you watch this when it was on or just started in syndication? Uh, I've got a, probably a couple of years after it started, I got into it and then went back, you know, and, and caught the rest, you know, beginning episodes in syndication, but then the, continued on the watching early, it. The earliest part of the mid nineties. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was probably season three or four. I think when I started getting in, or just started watching it, hearing about it and going, Oh, okay. You know, Weird. it was on with Weird. We same experience. Except I didn't watch it with my father, I guess. Oh, okay. So oh, screw you. That's then. the only, that may be the only difference. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We watched the show together. It was great. Hey, he called it Steinfeld. Steinfeld. Laryl. <laughs> that is a parental thing to say, like home depot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My dad was a name butcher and, you know. Oh, he would do it on purpose, too. You know, <laughs> yeah. So piss me off as a kid. I'm like, oh, it's time, pal. You know, I was like, hey, he's fucking working me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's keep going with the story. Elaine's back. Yes. She's back. We've Rob, we've talked, like, now for Federal four Express. weeks about how she's, like, she wasn't even on a couple episodes. She wasn't on some episodes in the last season. Now she's back. She's still dating the psychiatrist, and she just can't break it off, guys. Oh, she's got a mental hold over her. 
You I mean, she's even gone so far as to say she's dating Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants to talk to him. He's got to talk to Kramer. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. You, you can and you will. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, just, I mean, this, I mean, just the whole kind of, you know, having issue with somebody, but being too chicken shit that you confront them and all of that. I mean, and I always come up with some excuse. I mean, that's just, oh man. I mean, and you know, then bringing Kramer to to the psychiatrist, and then because she can't, you know, and then the fact that she called him a uh, she said Svengali wrong. Oh, Svengali. Svengali. What do you know? Maybe he's happy. <laughs> oh man, and um. Yeah, and then, you know, when they got in and then when they show just how, like, manipulative the guy is, I mean, oh, man, I mean, oh, man that, was, that was hilarious, man. And, At know, least Kramer, he's back so he can give crazy Joe Devola his medication, right? Yeah. And, I can't believe and then, anybody would like Jerry. He's such a nice boy. Why does nobody like you? <laughs> Why does nobody like you? Oh. So before, before I get to the reason this episode is named, let's go kind of skip ahead and, and finish the story on a, on a note that we started with the pilot is the fact that or or that they're working on getting the pilot is George turns down the deal and speaks for Jerry in the car with Suzanne we'll get to that Suzanne hands him a box of cigars from her father and he goes oh what am I what do I do write him a note and she says yeah write him a note he goes well what would I write and she goes well you'll figure it out you're a writer <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Catching him. <laughs> oh, man. George is about well, as much as a writer as he is a marine biologist and an architect. He has, at least oh. he doesn't and have a, a pseudonym for sales. that, though. <laughs> yeah, no, there's um, no Art Vandalay name for the for his writing skills. Yeah, Industries. Yeah. Go ahead, Rob. Look, George is such a con man. I mean, <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, George wants to be George... a con man, but doesn't know how. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> just... <laughs> smooth. It's and, like uh, myself. Yeah, and uh, no, but George has maybe my favorite TV line ever, and that's it's, it's not a lie if you believe it. That's <laughs> <laughs> professional wrestling. Professional wrestling is life. Let me tell you, folks. I mean, that really? is. Just, yeah, I mean, to me, that I mean, because I heard him say that, and I was like, oh, that is like that is the like best line ever. Because I mean, <laughs> and just the way he says it, it's... you know. Even though that's not from this episode, but still, uh, like George is such a buffoon. I mean, the way he just turned down the uh, turned down the offer, and the lady was like, "Well, this is like the standard offer that we give people the first time." Right. And what did George say? I forgot what. Uh, he goes, uh, he's about, does, about does, Ted Danson." He's like, "That was standard deal." <laughs> You're not Ted Danson. And she laughed at him, but. So, so George breaks the news to Jerry, and Jerry is less than thrilled with him. And George is like, "Jerry, my young friend. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. Well, I mean, obviously, this this okay. This has been on for twenty five fucking years in syndication. So George's right here ends up being right, though. George being greedy and cheap ends up being right because they do end up, or do they go back and grovel for uh, and take for less money? I don't remember." They go back yeah, and grovel, and they do it for less. And they don't get, they don't get it, and then they come back. They come back and end up getting it. I don't know if they get more money, but 
he grovels that they still pass. They don't get it. They get it at the end of the season. Yeah. There's a bunch of episodes in between where they're not doing it and they get it at the end of the season. That's right. After That's the after okay. the after the owner leaves, we'll get there. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's talk about the real reason uh we're here and the name of this episode, The Wallet, and Morty's trip to the doctor and the the dinner afterwards with Uncle Leo. <laughs> Morty goes to get his back x rayed and it's just a, it's an ordeal, man. The guy, he gets this, in, he gets the clipboard. You know, you go to the doctor, you got to fill, fill this clipboard. Out. All of it? Because it takes 45 minutes. That's <laughs> 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 right. Oh, Puts his name down. He's okay with that address. What did he <laughs> my address for? Have you ever had a sexually transmitted disease? That's it. That's it. I'm done. Walks up to the counter. Walks up to the counter. Puts, puts the clip for it down. He goes, you got my name and my address. I'm done. What else? <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> oh, I mean, good. And the lady at reception turns and looks at the other lady and goes, would you love to take Mr. Seinfeld back to his room? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, just, yeah, I mean, going to the doctor stinks. And one of the reasons it stinks is because and how many times it's like, okay, look, this is the place I always come to. Why do I got to fill this shit out again? <laughs> That's the way it always you know, was, too. It was always like that. Every time you went, you had to fill it out. And you're like, where the fuck? I wonder. You know what? That's funny because what, what if they what if they only have you fill it out if they're behind? And they're like, oh, we need you to update this. And But then there's times you come in and they're not behind. And they're just like, oh, yeah, have a seat. You'll be right there. I think the worst part, I, I don't mind the paperwork thing. I get through paperwork really fast. Maybe it's because I've done a lot of it in the career uh, careers I've had. But the worst part is to get into you in the room and you fucking sit there. And Morty was getting pissed too. Like, right. I've been in I there mean, 20 minutes. Like, why, do have, why do we have appointments? I mean, I was in raincoats. If I kept people raining, I'd be out of a job. <laughs> and he's right. I mean, um, and it's just, oh, man. It's the only it's the only profession where you can you can you're gonna wait and you're gonna wait even now longer after your appointment's set. You're supposed to be there at eight o'clock. Yeah, he'll get there. He'll get in when he gets in. And then, but of course, if you're more than like fifteen minutes late, they tell you you're done. Yeah, you missed yeah. your appointment. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, I mean, yeah, it's just, oh, yeah. They can take however long they want, but if you're if you're more than ten minutes late, then they tell you you got to reschedule. I'm like, what the hell is that? You know. So Morty's apprehensive. Finally, when they're going to take him to the X-ray and, and to leave his clothes because his wallet's in his in his pocket, and when he comes back, his wallet's gone, and he has no trouble letting the entire city of New York letting them know by yelling it out into the hallway. The doctor and nurse come in. And, they, they they don't seem to be, you know, registering the same sense of urgency that Morty does. And the doctor's ready to give him his results of the readings of the x-rays and what's wrong with him. And Morty will have none of it. He doesn't want to hear from this guy. What kind of racket you running here? Uh, where's my wallet? So let me fast forward now to dinner with Uncle Leo, who has Jerry's watch. The parents are now suspicious on that. And he's mad at Morty because... He did him a personal favor, and he said it twice. And he doesn't even know <laughs> the his son just lives in his building. <laughs> he asked Morty, he asked Morty, and you walked out, and you didn't even pay. And Morty goes, how can I pay it in my wallet? 
<laughs> Which makes a hell of a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. In addition, Leo tells the story of how he found a watch that looks like Jerry's in the garbage can on the, uh, on the street, and he took it over to the watch shop on 85th and Columbus and got it back the next day. What? Full circle. All the way back. Oh, not good. Not good for Jerry. <laughs> I, this... I'll say this. This isn't one of my favorite episodes ever, but this is one of the best written episodes um, so far. I love you got like maybe it's the kind of maybe it's the the story oh. I'm used to where every single one has their own thing going on. Whereas for a while now, we've only been getting one or two stories. Yeah, there's other big pieces going on other than just the main story, which is generally what it was the first two seasons so now it's yeah there's different things going on elaine has her own thing jerry has his own thing kramer and the cigar you know george kramer and the cigars is one thing that's going on too you know and george and susan's storyline begins and you know there's there's a lot of pieces coming into play i think we talked about this last week too like there it's like now there seems to be elongated storylines rather than just here's the episode it's over okay we're just going to kind of move on or whatever but now it's well, like we got... we're we're closing <laughs> loops and there's things from the last episode and the whole to be continued things is you know happening and you know there's there's longer storylines you know being played out here which is which is definitely different uh a different path here now what do we got next week? Um, the watch. Is it the Bubble Boy? Is the Bubble Boy next? No, no, he's not yet. I think that's the watch. The watch is next. Yeah, exactly. I, I did. Oh no, we just we continued as the. Oh yeah, yeah. it's the second. Yeah. Because I actually did look at that one also because I wasn't sure if you wanted us to watch both of them or not when I saw the to be. Continued. <laughs> no, like that. No, that, this isn't a two-parter though. It's not. Well, I guess it is. They to be continued it, but they named it different things. They yeah. name it different to me. I mean, but whatever. Um, Rob, we're pretty much out of time, but I think we had a conversation, wrestling, yes. NFL, and Seinfeld. Seinfeld, to me, is a great show to cover because you can just kind of deal with aspects of your own life and compare it to it. It's it's just very much everyday thing, and that's that's nothingness. But I hope you had a good time today. Yes, sir. Tell everybody where they can find you and what you got going on in life. Okay, so uh, you can find me every week. On the Mindless Wrestling Podcast with DJ and Jason on the ChairShot Radio Network. Uh, you can also hear me when I get around to finishing episodes on my own podcast, <laughs> the Rob the Genius Podcast. And actually, um, this week, this, epi- this episode, I spent two hours talking with Ray Cash. Oh, there you go. Nice. All yeah. right. Uh, we spent an hour talking about Lamar Jackson and another hour talking about wrestling. So... And yeah, and and I I had to pull the plug, or else we'd probably still be talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, those are the main two places you can catch me, and I occasionally drop in here. And you know, I am basically I'm a, a whore to be a guest on podcast. Um, oh, if you had... talking to. <laughs> I, Let me guys tell you something. I am I'm doing four podcasts on Sunday. You sound like twenty six <laughs> different podcasts a week. I'm doing four podcasts on Sunday. Wow. I'm doing uh, Triple Grit Trivia 
where I'm writing the questions and hosting, and Aesop and Tommy will be guests on their own trivia show. You'll hear that this coming week on, uh, check your local listings on Chairshot Radio Network. I'm thinking Thursday. It's going to be that thing. It was on Thursday this week. Go back and check it out. Think it Thursday. We got Bandwagon Nerds. You know, you can check that out every Monday. After that, I think we're recording an edition of Big Four, which you could hopefully check out in the, this coming week as well. Maybe Thursday, where we're going to cover Royal Rumble 89 and WrestleMania 5. Okay, and hey, you, got, you, got, you got to get me on there one time. You want to come on this this Sunday? We're doing it at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. Yes, just just remind me. But yeah, well, I'd be glad to. No, I got to remind them. To, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, um, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Another episode. Do 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 do. Tony remind Rob. Um, <laughs> uh, and then lastly, look for this Sunday night on Chair Shot Radio Network. Patrick O'Dowd, Tommy Wirtz, and PC Tunney doing your NCAA selection show post game. You don't want to miss it. That should be up around 8.30 p.m. Eastern Sunday night. DP, how many right. podcasts you do next week? I, <laughs> I just do this show. I'm, I'm, I'm just a you do a great job, bag of oranges. Hey, you do, do a really good job. Really good job. Really good job. Just keep picking up them Legos. Yeah, you got time to tell us how what Legos picked up this week or no? Right. I know you yep. made it back. Time to so the joke between your brother and I when we knew you were um, stuck in Texas was I said he'll be back in time to get in line and on Friday. Morning. I will find my way. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughed. He goes, "Yeah, I'll be back." I will find so, my way. Rob, put that down. 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 Rob. DP. You're worse than my. The cat did that. That's hilarious. I can see it. Rob, DP and I are collecting as much Lego as we can and building them. And DP has a whole Lego room. And we're going to start doing some stop motion Lego movies. So we've been just grabbing as Marvel, Star Wars, big buildings, figures, everything. Um, and there's a place called News by us, which gets Amazon returns slash like uh, bad Target. boxes or markdowns whatever from wherever. And they sell them like each day that goes down. But the first day there's a line because it's like you're getting $50, $60 sets for 10 bucks. You're getting things that are 100, 150, 200 for half off. And a DP, he's, well, we won't, we, now we might not want to talk about it anymore. I'm going to but, I'm gonna have uh, to cut some of this out here. <laughs> yeah, uh, so he goes there, but DP, he goes there, and he stands in line, he gets in there the first day, and uh, he's been just picking up some great stuff, like, the. are you a Lego guy, Rob, or no? Uh, not really, I'm a Lego video game guy. <laughs> there you go. Okay, well then you'll appreciate all that, I mean, you got, what What was the most expensive thing you got for the cheapest? Was it the Sky, Luke's, um... Uh, Luke Skywalker's Land Speeder I got, that was, uh, whatever, 220 bucks I got for 100 uh, uh, speaking of that, all right. What do we get this week? Speaking of that, the big the big one for this week was another two hundred dollars oh. set that I got for oh, over. just for how much? For hundred? And that would be the big old DeLorean. <laughs> can we wow. build that together? We can if you want. Yeah, yeah, I do. I want to build that for a while. That's got, awesome. You got, got that. That's DeLorean, why I'm so hesitant man. to buy those because you get them for a hundred bucks. 
It's just that the box is so beat up they can't put it back oh, on the, the shelves. Is it the right bags in there? <laughs> I didn't open it and look, so I sure hope so. I hope it's not a pyramid of Giza scheme here. Can we do it now? Can we do it now on it? <laughs> no. uh, I also picked up uh, this one, which just, just came down. Rob, you shot me down. Wow. <laughs> Who's that? Who is, which came. one is that? 75? Uh, 75, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, it just says Chevy Camaro. It doesn't say the, the, uh, who the driver is. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, you have to look that one up. And then for the for those Star Wars fans, I did get two little Star Wars sets. Uh, so I got that there one, which I I have one of those already. But uh, to uh, finish my uh, Clone War uh, Stormtrooper army, uh, I'm going to collect as many Stormtroopers as I can get. <laughs> and the same with this sure. one, one of the Clone Wars. I like uh, that. Or that's a really cool looking ship. Yeah. Yeah. One of the Clone Wars tanks. So yeah, got a few things. All right. Well, we keep the Lego conversation streak alive. Make sure you follow me at. Uh, oh, do we? Where are we following you, DP? Oh, you're following me. Uh, if you well, basically for Lego picks at this point, uh, all over the worldwide social media interwebs. That it's me, DPP. There you go. Follow the show at podcast DWI on Twitter, uh, DWI podcast slash Facebook dot com on Facebook. We'll be on YouTube soon. But for now, I'm PC Tony. Um, yeah, Chair Shot Radio Network, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. We're on the road to WrestleMania, guys. I freaking love it. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.